Welcome to the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Training Podcast for serious-minded, deep-thinking, career-oriented network marketing pros who are sick of the fluff and appreciate the truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Now here's your host who has produced over 200 hours of real-world training for the industry, 30-plus years network marketing pro, Dale Calvert. Hey guys, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to this session of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. The title of this session is Words Don't Mean Diddly. Words Don't Mean Diddly. Your track record is being documented, my friends. Make it something you're proud of. Make it something you're proud of. Uh, this I've had so many interesting conversations over the last month. It seems like they're just... Uh, growing and growing, which is a good thing. It's a really good thing. And uh, people sending me different comments and different things that they're hearing. A lot of you guys I know are part of this whole, it's time to take back the network marketing industry movement. And uh, it's really, it's it's just fascinating. It, it's just really been really encouraging for me. Uh, but I got an email a couple of days ago, and I'm just going to share this with you and then kind of respond. It said, hey, Dale, this is Jackie Hernandez from New York. You probably don't remember me. I met you several years ago at an event where you spoke at the Marriott on Times Square. And uh, so he goes on and he says, Will Zanders mentioned this in his podcast session 119. Guys, if you haven't listened to mlmsuccess.com forward slash story 119, I would highly, highly, highly recommend that you listen to that. It it will be a brain tweak, I promise. Uh, I, I would go as far as, as saying that it's more important to listen to that than to listen to the rest of this one. Uh, the feedback we got on that session has just been unbelievable. Again, that's mlmsuccess.com forward slash story 119 with Mr. Will Zanders. But anyway, uh, Jackie continues. Uh, Will Zanders mentioned this in his podcast session 119, and you didn't really address how you feel about it. Will said people have been teaching your content and quoting your quotes for years and never giving you credit. It seems like every week now I read somebody quoting you on social media without giving you credit or mentioning your name. Usually it is concerning a topic you recently had covered on a webinar or podcast. It's like you are the obvious source for content, but they never mention your name, blog posts, or articles. How do you feel about that? Uh, you guys, you have gurus taking your can I scratch you off my list concept and tweaking the words to may I remove you from my list from now and I could go on and on I've heard this for years and I always tell myself I know where they got that you have a guy that couldn't shut up about you must have a blog a few years ago while he was selling his blogging platform and training now backing away and saying blogs aren't for everybody but my monthly training system is he opens it up every month, then uses false scarcity on the newbies, the masses. He's added to his list, only to reopen it every month and repeat this same join now false scarcity pattern over and over. 
After about the third month, you would think members would be smart enough to figure out what's going on and doubt if this is a dude that should really be that should really be listening to. The game plan of extracting as much money as he can from any as many newbies as possible should be clear at this point, shouldn't it? A few months ago, I heard you say you must listen to people with the purpose of eliminating them. I have eliminated them all. I only listen to you, and I think it has given me a much clearer perspective on why there is so much confusion and delusional people involved in the network marketing profession. On last night's webinar, you said something I had never heard before. You said it's human nature to spend time in our comfort zone even when it doesn't produce results that will move us forward in our business and our life. That people would rather hang out with people that call them business owners and entrepreneurs than those that challenge them to grow, learn, and really become the entrepreneur they, they are capable of becoming. Because you love people enough to tell them the truth, which I know you learned from Jim Rohn, I believe that is why those that really listen to you hold you in such high regard. Does it make you upset as it does me when so much of what you teach is ripped off and you never give credit? You have had such a positive impact on my life and my business, and I look forward to the day when I can sit down eye to eye and share some more. Jackie Hernandez. Jackie, I sincerely appreciate that. Uh, I sincerely do. And it doesn't bother me at all. And I'll, I'll try to explain where I come from with all that stuff. I sincerely appreciate those that keep me in the loop on what's going on. Sincerely. But, you know, and I sincerely appreciate your email and all those who take the time to contact me and let me know the trends that they're seeing in the network marketing profession. Uh, but to kind of answer your question, you know, every now and then, every now and then I'll see somebody taking my direct quote that from a podcast or a blog post and posting them on social media uh, every now and then, not very often. And many have told me in the last couple of years that, you know, like I'll say, well, uh, like if it's somebody that's maybe a member of the training club, I'll say, why'd you steal my quote and not give me credit? Just just. Just have just not serious at all. And a lot of times they'll say, well, you know, they're new members and they'll say, well, you know, I'm afraid my upline will shun me if, if I mention if I mention your name. And, uh, you know, I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid, you know, I used to go to this seminar every every six months and now I don't go anymore. And I'm afraid those. And, you know, it's like. I don't want them to know that I've really uh, seen the light. <laughs> and, you know, and I always say my response is, is, hey, you know what you need? You need a new upline or you need a new culture. You know, if, if the, the cult and a lot of this are people that at one time just absolutely drank the attraction marketing Kool-Aid and until they couldn't, you know, they couldn't drink any more of it. And, you know, for me, 
I understand that the only person I can control is the one staring me back in the mirror, like all of us. And, you know, Jackie probably noticed that I personally do my best to always give credit where credit's due. It's something I try to be conscious of. I always have been, not sure why. Um, but how many times have you heard me so say, as Jim Rohn says, as Zig told us, uh, as Dr. Shad Helmstetter said, as Dennis Waitley said, uh, as Mary Kay taught us in her book, you know, I, I try to always give credit where credit is due. A lot of times I don't remember where I hear things, and if I don't, then I'll say that. But if it's not an original thought, if it's not something that I got in the, in the shower, usually is when I have a lot of this, these thoughts are in communicating with other people, then I always try to do that. For me, it's important. For others, it's not. I, it, I don't, And I don't have time to be too concerned about it one way or, or the other. But I believe when somebody's given a direct quote from anybody and they, they understand that they are, that they should do that. But honestly, it doesn't bother me, and it hardly ever even enters my mind. I'm just really more happy that the message is getting in the marketplace. That's really what I think. I'm glad it's getting in the marketplace. And, you know, I've had multiple people tell me about some guy that I don't know, never met, never heard, how they he ripped off my kind of scratch you off my list and change the words around. And I've had that happen. That ha that'll happen quite often. And really, I, I've, I've learned over the years that, and I understand a person with egotistical, uh, sociopathic tendencies, those people rarely give credit to anyone. And when they do, they're so uncomfortable doing so that it's beyond obvious it's because they think that's what they're supposed to do. I mean, you can see it. And most of, of what these people have learned many times, it, they've learned it through osmosis, just from hanging around. And, you, you know, 99% have never really been a student of personal development because they've been able to kind of thrive uh, in their own fluff and BS. You know, they've just been able to bob and weave and thrive and grow and learn and say whatever comes to their mind and kind of BS and bob their way through it. Uh, multiple people send me uh, a post recently where someone was using a, a quote that I just uh, just came to me in a podcast. I think it was a podcast. It might have been a webinar where I said network marketing is the most challenging and rewarding business model in the world. It's very hard until it's not. And I think that was a podcast and somebody else had used it. And it's like the, the person that was using it, I've had communications with. He's a training club member. He's a good guy. I don't think he was trying to ditch me. Uh, it just is what it is. I don't. And again, I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt until they absolutely prove to me that I should not be doing that. And usually it doesn't take too long. It usually doesn't take too long. So, uh, again, honestly, you know, if the situation was reversed, I always try to use a person's name. But whether I do or not, it really doesn't matter to me. What's more important for me is that the foo-foo dust is called out and wisdom is spread. And, you know, we're, I, I get 
energy and and what I put my time and intention on is not that which I can't control. Uh, I also received an email this week that I'm going to share, and this is really why I do what I do. Uh, this guy I've had the opportunity last year to meet. Um, I, t- I talked to him on the phone one time prior, uh, but this email popped up in my email box, and several of you had sent it to me. And I really I know it was on Facebook, but I don't know where. I know he's a listener to this podcast because he listens while he's uh, traveling in his regular job. And uh, Mike Hamilton, I appreciate you. It's from him. He said, I was reflecting this morning on my entrepreneurial journey. I love that word, journey. It's a journey for all of us, guys. I remember thinking just two years ago, I can't do it. Who am I fooling? Then I found a guy named Dale Calvert. He literally put me on a path that would change my life. I was taught that my belief system could change. It could be developed into anything I want. I started replacing I can't with what if. And that's the process. That's what people do. They go from I can't to what if I could. What if? Then from what if to I can. People should realize the quote unquote lucky ones are few and far between. If someone else has done it, then we can all do it. The key is changing our belief system, then taking baby steps towards what you want, your reasons. 17 months later, one month ago with my with Dale's MLM Training Club, I'm a different person. I no longer believe that I can't. Thanks for letting me share. And again, I'm not sure where this was where this was, where Mike posted this, uh, but I had several people wanted to make sure that I saw it, and I sincerely appreciate it. And Michael, remember the first time we talked on the phone, it was like immediately I knew this guy's a student. He's listened, but not for entertainment. He's listened. He's internalized, you know, and, and he's still going to got hurdles that he's going to have to get through. And, and I hope he knows I'll be there every hurdle that he comes to. My goal is to support people like Mike because the ripple effect of Mike and the impact that he will have uh, on other people and on this profession is really my focus. Just as many of you listen to this podcast and are a member of the training club and the 27% or success system and the things that we have going on where we're trying to spread wisdom, guys, that that's my passion. So, you know, I appreciate all you guys that keep me in the loop on what's going on. And I've just really come to the conclusion, as I've stated many times on various podcasts and webinars, that the network marketing profession has been just overrun the last 15, 20 years by those that are not really uh, team builders. Uh, they may have hit six figure earn, you know, one time in their career, or maybe they were the top money earner in the money game that was disguised as a legitimate network marketing program. Uh, you know, and they can call themselves trainers or consultants or whatever they want, but really the majority of them I consider just to be seminar promoters who've, who've literally sold masses flawed business concepts so they could sell them the course or the foo-foo dress bus foo-foo dust training that they want to sell them 
it, it's almost like these self-proclaimed gurus, consultants, trainers uh, are starting to realize right now, and, and this has gotten pretty intense over the last 90 days. And I say intense, but intense in my world. So it may not be intense. It's not intense in the network marketing world yet, but it's very evident that a lot of these people are starting to realize that the industry is waking up. Uh, it's waking up. It's like you poke the giant and that their personal track record has been very well documented. And people like me and many of you listening uh, are noticing these patterns. So it's like they're now moving into a cover my butt mode kind of all at this in unison all at the same time and it's really kind of fascinating because you know they're doing and saying everything that they can do to defend or disassociate from their own track record their own business track record uh, many are starting to talk the talk but we but they've never really walked the walk and when you've never really walked the walk, you can talk the talk all you want, but the conviction, the emotion, the passion regarding around what you're trying to talk was never there because it's all theory. It's all mind. It's all it's just it just is what it is. And, and again, people that have walked the walk and are in the market understand and can distinguish the difference real quickly. And it doesn't matter what your guru title is, uh, you know. The industry itself went through major growth during the personal development movement. I mean, that's when, you know, it all started. And then it moved into speculation. And during the spe speculation stage, it was like my generation realized that we got lazy and, and frustrated and got away at many, many organizations from that which created the growth, caring enough about people to tell them the truth and what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. And once the speculation, the Internet came, then a lot of people just were sitting back waiting to see what was going to happen with the Internet. And then a lot of people that were kind of just questioning everything just kind of moved into a mode where they, you know, if you had anybody that was doing anything, just and throw gasoline on them and let them just go out there like a chicken with their head cut off, talking too much, saying too much. Uh, forget trying to teach them, you know, a recruiting process or any like type of lead generation systems. And the fact that they're out there, you know, uh, just throwing up all over their family on at their Thanksgiving dinner, we accepted that because maybe they'll create a sale. We might get lucky. Maybe they'll do something. Maybe they'll create some volume. And 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 then so the whole speculation stage. What I'm saying is nobody really cared. It's like whatever they do, they do. You know, whatever they don't do, they don't do. And then in the meantime, you got all this Internet stuff going on in the background. And then the Internet really started telling people what they wanted to hear, not what they needed to hear. You know, you got a lot of people that never had done anything all of a sudden teaching people how to do that, which they've never done, which, you know, could never be done 
during the growth stages of this profession because track record was track record and it was real obvious and and we didn't believe everything somebody just put on a website we you know because it could all be documented does that make sense so the, so then the speculation started and then now it's very evident that the industry was headed toward and now is in a state of dissipation and all of a sudden people are realizing we are in a state of dissipation and we better do something to turn this ship around so what people are saying or have said and their track record online is becoming more important than ever because serious career-minded focused distributors in all companies are becoming much more aware of the influx and how the state of fluff the profession has been in for years and years so the days of being able to go online and rallying the troops uh, with the, on your team, and we're going to go do this and and getting the masses all excited up, all fired up and lathered up and excited with no game plan on how to accomplish what you say you're going to do, and our, you know, create sixteen hundred sixteen hundred earners movement or whatever they come up with. Uh, it's not working at the level that it once did because people are getting more in tune with the fact that just because I see them on a video saying it or I see them on a website saying it does not mean that it that it's been documented or can been done or can be done. And again, there's a lot of track record now where people can do a little bit of research and talk to a few people that really know, and they know the stories of the seminar promoters calling themselves gurus and what really happened. So there is a clear distinction right now in the profession between those that are catering to people that want to stay in their comfort zone and play business and those that are sharing wisdom of the ages principles and inspiring people to become all they can become. Okay, I want to say that again. This is really important. There's a very clear distinction in the profession between those that are catering to people and telling them what they want to hear, all the people that want to play business and be in their comfort zone and have a business card, and those that are telling people don't fool yourself you know this is a tough business it's probably the toughest in the in the world but it's also the most rewarding and it requires 97 percent of the people to enter to expand their comfort zone get through some fears and telling people the truth the industry as a whole has been catering to mediocrity and now you have some that have catered to mediocrity for years and years and organizations and leaders and gurus that are starting to realize that that's not working anymore. So now they're trying to all of a sudden, you know, uh, cover their butt and start changing their story. There's a very heavy emphasis right now. It's really interesting, really interesting to me on um, part-time, part-time people. Focusing on part-time, you know, we've all probably seen the, the statistics where Uber 
sent out more 1099s last year than all the network marketing companies combined. And so you're seeing a real focus on part-time people. People think, oh, we got we to gotta retain and attract the part-timers. And I'll be honest, I've tried because there's a lot of people that I sincerely respect, sincerely respect that are on this part-time bandwagon. And for me, it, I cannot wrap my brain around it. It, it just doesn't make sense for me. It, it just doesn't. And, you know, people have tried to tell me for years, different times that Dale, if you taught people a little more, uh, how to be a little bit more diplomatic and be a little bit more social and appreciative of their customers, then so many people wouldn't hop around from company to company until they could find a culture where they felt like they were included and not excluded. And I've heard that multiple times. And it just blows my mind. And it, it absolutely blows my mind. That whole mentality, I understand what they're saying, but how anybody can come to that conclusion I really wish because, again, these are people, a lot of them, that I really value their input. But, my gosh, if you don't want to put a golden arches in front of your McDonald's, then maybe you shouldn't buy the franchise. Let me, You know what I'm saying? So I, I think where the di- big disconnect is, is as a profession – We've mixed in all the customers and distributors and leaders all into the same bowl, into the same bowl, where it used to be very distinctive because you because we removed wholesale retail from the profession. I've talked about that many times on different podcasts, but I think the 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 disconnect is is that customers are going to come to events. I just don't buy that. I I don't buy that. And and again, it's going to sincerely be interesting how all this part-time focus plays out over the next year or two. I sincerely think it's just a grasp to hopefully stop the dissipation in the profession and honestly, I don't think there's any chance in the world that it has a, a prayer of doing this over any extended period of time. You know, the only way for a movement to regain its growth from dissipation to growth is to return to the foundational roots that created the growth to begin with. And those foundational roots, uh, you know, I said, well, Dale, that was part-time people that could start part-time and, and build a business, you know, doing something on the side. And I agree. Part-time people have always and will always be an important part of this business model. But hear what I'm getting ready to say. And if I'm missing it, please feel free to let me know I'm missing it. Let me say this again. Part-time people have always and will always be an important part of this business model, but not those 
who want to stay part-time forever. Those that came in for a part-time income did not build and create the growth of this profession. So again, now more than ever, all network marketers have to decide what do you want? And as leaders, we have to help them get what they want. And the truth is a lot of people, the majority of people come into this profession, they see the opportunity to create unlimited upside income potential. They get excited about it. That's their dream. That's their desire. That's their goal. And they go into the marketplace and they're not taught the proper skill sets, mindsets. No mindsets are ever talked about. They're never asked to decide what they want before they start until they know why the how doesn't matter. You know, they get they're given the go go charge, go sickle training program and the upline stands back and crosses her fingers, hoping they might make a sale to somebody. And 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 they go and they rub their they keep knocking their head against the wall. They have no progression from any type of growth standpoint, personally or from a business. And they just they they go and they go and they go and then they decide, you know, I'm just going to come and hang out and be a social club member and use the product and get my product free. And they end up from becoming someone that had goals and dreams and desires and ambitions. And that's why they entered the industry to they, they bring down their goals to meet uh, the, the state that they're in. Book after, you know, trying really hard for 30 days, 90 days, a year, two years, five years, 10 years or more. And to me, that's not on the people. It's on lack of leadership in the profession. And I, I sincerely mean that. Uh those with leadership titles, the majority have no clue how they got there other than work hard. So when they get somebody in, it's go talk to a lot of people and work really hard. And they don't understand that work ethic is not duplicatable. Only systems are. And again, I believe in part-time people. Uh, I believe that most Uber drivers, they're spending 10, 15 hours a week driving for Uber if they really understood the network marketing business model and how they could apply those same 10 to 15 hours and become self-educated and develop some mindsets and the right skill sets. And, and in five years, instead of, you know, I'm quit driving for Uber, my income's gone in five years, they could create financial independence that most would choose to work towards financial independence. I, I just believe that. And, and again, I, I, that's what I believe. I believe most people come in network marketing with a dream or hope of maybe it's possible for me. And I believe with the right skill set, mindset, training, uh, the wisdom of the ages that, as Mike said earlier, not me to what if to I can is is the path that it's our responsibility as leaders in this profession to help people and give them the right resources and training to come to that conclusion. 
You know, I, I sincerely believe what Napoleon Hill said, what the mind can conceive and believe. And believe is very important. What the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. I've said this many times on many podcasts that I believe if a person's making $32,000 a year working a job, that if they will dedicate themselves and get the right input, the right skill set, mindset training, and understand the five core systems, everything that we share, if they will really apply themselves and work and, and really go after it and get past their fears, that within three to five years, most people can be making 64000 that they can double their current income. That's what I believe. Do I believe everybody can become a millionaire? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. But I believe they can take whatever they've got and double it with this profession because the profession is so awesome. The business model makes so much sense. And then a lot of times what happens is people, they get on the plateau. And I talk about the plateau in a lot of detail in the road to $10,000 a month in network marketing. The plateau is real. And there's a lot of people that have been sitting on the plateau for years, and it's been eroding around them. I mean, they've been in the industry 15 years. A lot of people know them. They know a lot of people. But the plateaus, they've been on the plateau. Maybe they got to seven, eight thousand dollars a month but they never quite got to where they want it to be the plateau is a very dangerous place and they sit there and think man i'm making seven thousand dollars a month if i don't i could go to hawaii for for a month a year two years it's not going to affect my income i've got a solid seven thousand dollar a month income i don't have to uh deal with all this uh Fear of failure, fear of rejection. I don't have to take the time to get people started and try to keep them going and keep them engaged and keep them motivated. And I'm making $7,000 a month and I'm happy on my plateau. And that plateau is just kind of eroded away, eroded away, and eroded away. And they never did get from plateau to I will not be denied. I will not be denied. I'm going to maximize my full-time potential in this profession. And they didn't do that because they got to where they got based upon the God-given talent, skills, abilities, work ethic that they had when they entered. And they never had the leadership development paradigm shift that it's really not about me. It's about the people on my team. It's about developing leaders. We're in the leadership development business. The profession is full of people who got to the plateau, sat on it, and watched it erode away for the past 10 years or so. And the sad truth is they can decide, they could decide to put their ego aside and grind one more time. Or they can sit on what, you know, on what's left of the plateau and rest in their knowledge and continue to spout their virtues of being a part-timer because they're not willing to run one more time. And that's going on. So the track record of anyone you listen to is, is beyond important, more important today and more than ever. Assuming that all network marketing gurus have lost your, uh, that all network marketing gurus have your best interest at heart is naive. Assuming that all network marketers, teachers, trainers, consultants, whatever they call themselves, 
that all of them have your best interest at heart is naive. It's as naive as thinking the same thing about any particular politician. All that matters is track record. That's it. You know, we've come uh, become a profession where we tr call anybody a leader that is engaged. If they're engaged, then they're a leader. No, they're not. They're not. You know, you see people that have been around this profession for 11 years. They've never sponsored their mama. They've been in 17 different deals. And the person they're following, following strokes their ego, calls them a leader, and accepts their lack of production. If they want to be a customer, that's fine. Let them be a customer. That's that's phenomenal. If they want to be a part-timer, that's, e that's even better. But our responsibility as leaders is to figure out what do they want? What do they really want? And that's what we say, you know, number one is always number one, top 20, top three reasons. And then whatever they decide they want, unless they have a really good reason for changing that, what they want, and, and desires and goals and dreams will change. But should we allow them to go backwards instead of forwards? Think about that. Should we as leaders allow them to take their thinking and their desires backwards instead of forwards and just be thankful they're still on ownership? Should we really do that? Or is the responsibility of leadership to inspire greatness? Or is it to cater to mediocrity? What is your responsibility? Understanding that that when you, when you do it for them, you come across totally different than if you're doing it for you. So their production will help your income. You can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. So you got to get yourself out of the equation, and I, and that can't be faked. And I'm sh I understand that, but keeping it on this person on ship when 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 it when it became more important to keep somebody on ship than trying to help them find their own path as an industry, then we set ourselves up for a state of speculation. And again, those of you, I'm assuming most of you understand the four stages of a movement, momhelp.com forward slash critical. So, when we take this person that's been around for 11 years and never sponsored their mama, and somehow we believe that they need to, we need that we need to keep selling them the dream, and and instead of helping them find their own path, then we set up speculation, which led to dissipation of this industry. In my opinion, you know, I've told many people over the years, look, this is not the profession for you. I used to give away the magic of thinking big books and I would tell people, go read this book. And if you like, if you like the book and you want me to, you want to look at this opportunity again, then you come back after you've read this book. And I gave out hundreds and, and 
I had one person during that entire time that ever came back. Again, it's about really getting real and really understanding what's going to move life and business forward and, and you know, taking our personal agendas and not using other people to, to somehow maintain our personal agendas. 80% of network marketers who have been around a few years can talk the talk. Everybody can talk the talk. Even if it was just learned through osmosis and not practical in-field experience. You know, there's, there's some things that, that only practical in-field experience over a sustained period of time reveals. You know, so 80% can talk to talk. The other 20% is really what takes you from theory and consistent action to results for the time, energy, and effort that you devote. It's that other 20% that takes that that takes you takes everything from theory to the results that will happen when a consistent action is applied over a period of time. Stroking people's ego for their work ethic will no longer create results that you're looking for as a leader. I will say that again because I've never really talked about it, but it's important right now at this point in stage, point in time in the history of the industry. When you have somebody that's willing to do anything and work, then we want to tend to recognize their work, work recognize their work ethic. And I think that's important one-on-one -on -one, that you recognize their work ethic. But those that are just out there working, 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 and not creating positive results uh, is becoming more and more common in this profession. And that's because we aren't taking that person that's going into the marketplace and refining, help them refine what they're doing in their processes and their systems and what they're saying and really refining their process. See, work ethic is something we can't teach. You guys know that. People have it or they don't. But just because they're out there just working hard and we keep recognizing them for working hard, but they're not getting results, it's not something that's really needs to be done. I mean, Earlier this week, I did a webinar, and I and it was, you know, five steps to trade show success because there's a lot of network marketers that are doing these different events and trade shows, and you know I attend a lot, and some of our other businesses, and and I watch people, and it's real evident who knows what they're doing and who doesn't know what they're doing as it relates to creating leads and customers ultimately with trade shows. And I did a whole training about it. Uh, again, it's the refinement of the action that creates success. It's like, you know, the whole network marketing. You've got there. I got somebody that's really willing to follow up. Oh, they follow up. No, I haven't watched it. 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 And then they quit following up. And we have all these unwritten rules that if you aren't supposed to 
you know, I can't believe you called me to follow up. Now that you did, I tell you that you haven't watched it. And then you won't call me anymore and you won't bother me. And it's like we got to get down to where the rubber hits the road in life and in business. And you got to give people an out and you got to say, hey, you know, I don't want to have time to keep following up with you. You told me you were interested in checking out my video. You haven't. This is the second time I've called you. Are you still interested in checking this out or can I go ahead and? And some of you know exactly what to say there. Can I go ahead and scratch you off my list? Again, being able to refine those that are willing to work is going to be very important as you move forward developing your organization from this point on. The systems must be refined to maximize the odds for success. Time's the most valuable asset any of us have. And when you have people that are willing to put time, energy, and effort into their business, Nothing happens as quick as they want. Everybody thinks this is going to be easier than it is. So you have to help them wrap their mind around the realities and understand concepts like law of averages. And you have to also help them refine their skill sets. That's how you become a leader. That's how you and you have to take care of yourself first. And some of you need to get you need to hire a coach that knows what the heck they're doing to help you refine your systems and your processes and your mindsets. So for me, you know, a lot of people are talking the talk now and trying to back up and cover their butts. But for me, it just means diddly. Yes, I know from many conversations that there's a lot of people in this profession, really good people, that are understanding that they were a victim. They were a victim of the you must blog to be perceived as a professional hoax are the social media film it and they will come hoax and you know they they were part of attraction marketing which is now definitely on a bubble and they understand that they were misguided and consequence consequently ended up misguiding other people they know that i talk to people every day they 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 were came up in the wrong culture and that's and it's hard for a lot of these people to deal with it because they were sincere but as jim Rohn said never mistake sincerity with truth because some people are sincerely wrong but it's not that they're bad people and thankfully many of these people have decided you know no more no more i'm not doing it no more uh and they've come to the conclusion, I don't care if I don't get to hang out with the cool kids at Las Vegas event. That's <laughs> funny. Tell me that last week. Uh, they're coming to the conclusion, I just want to tell people the truth and help them make a positive impact on their family. And that's more important for me than creating followers that know me, like me, and trust me, even when I obviously have given them unpractical, bad advice over and over to pad my affiliate commissions. And people, there's a, there's a sense of guilt with some people, which is good because you can, you can learn, grow, and move beyond that in your business. You know, it, it, everything has to do with the culture in which we were brought up. So, by telling people what they want to hear so we can sell them what they want to, what we want to sell them, the 
that whole attraction marketing bubble, it's not popped yet. But there's been a very slow leak for a couple years and people are starting to, to realize, hey, the bubbles, you know, the balloon's getting smaller. Uh, you know, and it's kind of fascinating to me because last month, you know, I don't I'm not sure when we came out with the book, The Seven Lines of Attraction Marketing. I, I'm wanting to say, you know, at least five, maybe it might be 10 years ago by now. But we sold more last month than we have the entire time since that book was released, except for the first 90 days. And we, of course, when we first released it, the first 90 days, we had massive sales and we've had very consistent sales since that time. But last month, we sold more of it than any other month since the first 90 days. And it's fascinating to me to look at that. Why? Because the bubble's got a, a leak in it. And if you've never checked that, just go check out the, uh, the testimonies on that site. It's fascinating to read. I hadn't, I went this week and looked and the number of testimonies of people that have read the book and what they feel about the book. And if you've if you've read the book and you haven't led test, left a testimony, I would appreciate it if you would, good or bad, because some people are throwing me under the bus, and I love that, because time will tell, time has is telling. And again, this came out many years ago. I should have looked to see specifically. It's seven lies.com www.7-lies.com. But I hope you will read the testimonies. Because the only way for us to put an end to all this is for all of us to do it. We have the greatest business model in the world. Many of you, you know, I know, everybody knows you lucked up. You worked really hard and then you got unfortunately in a situation where you now you're a diamond or you have a title and you realize, you know, you're there, but you really don't know how to help other people. The 27 percenters get there. It's hard for you to distinguish between the 27 percent and the 70 percent. But I'm telling you, there's ways to do this and you can do it. And you have so much value to bring to the profession, but probably not as you have done it to this point in time in history. Probably not. We have to put our ego aside, get outside of our own head and into the heads of those that we lead. That's the secret. And for some of us, it comes naturally. And for some of us, it's very foreign. And, you know, the goal cannot be selling newbies everything we can as quick as they can before they quit. You know, and we all know the gurus that have been doing that. And we've all seen a lot come and go over the years that have taken that that thought process and tried to implement it into this huge niche of network markers, short-term business model. So again, the goal can never be selling newbies everything we can as quick as we can before they quit. That's not a good business model. As a profession, we have to develop the next wave of leaders throughout this profession. And that can only happen with true wisdom of the ages and team building principles, inspiring the greatness in people, not accepting their mediocrity, not accepting, well, I was wanting to quit my job and buy a farm and go full time, but, you know, now I just don't have the time and I just don't have this and, and you know, I just don't think this can happen and that's kind of, you know, guys, when you have talent 
and you have people that you know that can move forward and everybody doubts in the beginning I mean I wanted to quit every day my first three years it's, it's a miracle that I didn't you know my sponsor my original sponsor quit two weeks after I joined so the quitters are going to quit early in the game usually within the first 90 days but when you have people that have been around six months a year year and a half and they have the ability as Zig would say the only difference between a big shot and a little shot is a big shot is a little shot that kept on shooting. And when you have people on your team that are willing to keep on shooting, it's your responsibility as a leader to lead guide and direct them, help them master the core fundamentals of this business and get where they want to go and not allow them to just cop out on their, their dream and become a product ambassador or a part-timer and accept that we cannot accept mediocrity as leadership from people that can be leaders and, and I'm not saying you know it has to be all about them but you have to love them enough to tell them what they need to hear not necessarily what they want to hear you know I was reading um, uh, somebody sent me something and I was reading it and it was back and forth and and uh, uh, somebody that I've known for a long time in this profession, uh, I'm not going to mention their name, and I've watched their pattern and what they've done. And I, I remember when they started, uh, her upline and myself were really good friends, and I liked her a lot. I met her maybe once, I don't know, but liked her and always thought her heart was in the right place. And then over the last, you know, many years have seen just get involved in affiliate deals that made no sense to me and created a huge following, huge following. And then last week somebody was sending me something and, and she made the statement, uh, consciousness is rising and communication is growing and there's something much more beautiful on the horizon speaking of the network marketing industry and she was you know it was really a good post and talk about i'm not willing to you know just sell myself out to to you know be involved in with the cool kids and again that, that quote came from a lady that i've always respected uh, i've always believed that her heart was in the right place and but I also on the same token based upon track record don't know her well enough to have any firm conclusions one way or the other I don't know um, you know I think about you know guy killed somebody at the gas station and the news anchor has their mom on TV so he's such a good boy he has such a good heart He's such a good boy. He has such a good heart. I mean, it happens here in Atlanta. You know, it seems like every week there's some type of crime, and then there's a crying mom uh, or, or parents, you know, talking about how he just got with the wrong group or whatever. And see, there's a lot of good-hearted people. But, but, but all that really matters is what are – What's your track record? What actions have you taken 
And then, you know, okay, you have this awakening moment where, you know, consciousness is rising. Okay, now what's your track record going to be the next three, four, five years? See, that's really, when it comes down, that's all that's going to matter. What are the actions over a sustained period of time? So, yeah, consciousness is rising in the industry and in the world. And communication is growing. And there's something I hope and believe much better on the horizon. But we have to understand our actions and our track record is being documented. So we can talk the talk all we want to do. But what is the track record? Be careful what you do and the crowd that you hang out with. It's what I try to communicate with everybody. If it smells like foo-foo dust, false scarcity, and stroking egos, then it probably is. And foo-foo dust diminishes wisdom. See, one thing I've become very well aware of, probably for the first time uh, since we've been doing the podcast and stuff, is you know, people that really know me know I just say what I believe. I just do. When it comes to building teams and business, I just let it rip. And I, and I realize, I've come to realize a lot of people, just in communication, you can tell that they think that what I'm saying is some kind of spill. And it's like, it's not a spill. <laughs> it's sincerely not a spill. It is what I believe. And, and I watched this with Coach Calipari. You know, a lot of you know I'm a big Kentucky basketball fan. And I couldn't stand Calipari. Uh, went before he got to Kentucky, and it took me a while to really listen to this guy before I really understood him when he was at Kentucky. Uh, but I, I just didn't like him. Uh, but when I've listened to him now, and I understand that he believes what he says, and he's very smart, he's very aware, he's very intelligent, he has a high level of EQ, and it's proven it by his track record. We all know where Kentucky's going to be in March. If you're a basketball fan, it happens every year. Takes people, these guys that don't have the luxury of playing together for two, three, four years, a bunch of freshmen, and has to meld them together as a team. And it, that's not an easy thing to do. I mean, he's done it better than anybody. Okay, but a lot of people think, well, he just comes off as, you know, as with his spiel. But they don't look behind the curtain and look at the facts and look at the track record. Track record over history always reveals truth. Track record over history always reveals truth. So when when people are just constantly spouting all this foo-foo dust and personal opinions... It diminishes wisdom. It diminishes the opportunity for people to hear real wisdom. False scarcity makes those that feel that 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 fall for it, uh, you know, they felt for it last month, feel like fools this month. Okay, and, and you aren't a fool. You were probably just a trusting newbie or somebody that just didn't know anybody any better. But you're not a fool. It's like I, he, I I went on and enrolled. I wasn't ready because it was it was the the promotion was ending. But then the same promotion happens over every single month, and now I feel like an idiot. 
Well, don't feel like an idiot. Just be aware. And again, you always have to understand who you're dealing with. And the only reason to listen to anybody is to eliminate them as soon as you can. Dealt with, they're always stroking people's ego on their team simply because they show up for their Facebook lives and not for their production. And that's right. And here's what team leaders need to understand. Production on your team will diminish, diminishes when recognition is given to those that have not truly earned it. That's reality. That's reality. It's the way the real world works. There ain't no fifth, fifth place trophies. There's no participation trophies. Yes, you're happy to see everybody and you appreciate their support, but giving them recognition and calling them, you're a rock star, and everybody on their nose, they've been following you for 11 years and never sponsored their mama into one deal. You, you, you act like the people around you are stupid. And, and, and you continue to do that, and over time, those people will leave you and seek wisdom. And who should blame them? The network marketing environment is no place for fifth place participation trophies. It's an environment where everyone should understand that hell starts when the person you are meets the person you could have become. And I didn't say that. Many of you listening to this podcast weekly know exactly who said that. That's from Helen Keller. Truth is truth. Wisdom is wisdom. And for us to not base our business around these type of philosophies makes no sense to me. You have to have an environment where people know that you will always love them and support them as human beings no matter what they do or do not do in their business. That you understand that your success has nothing to do with anybody on your team and everything to do with the person staring you back in the mirror that you're going to do it and you're going to be there for them regardless. But they need to know that if they're willing to do their part, that you're going to do everything that you can to support them, but to also challenge them and believe in them and tell them the truth based upon your experience and the self-education path that you have followed up to this point in your career. Does that make sense? Your track record is being documented. Make sure it's one that you'll be proud for your great, 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 great grandchildren to read and to understand and that they're going to be proud of where your actions, that your actions matched your words They're going to be proud of the communities you hung out in and that you love people enough to share documented wisdom of the ages principles. Your track record's being documented, guys. And there's people in the industry right now that are really starting to realize that. And some of us are watching them trying to cover themselves and disassociate with their own personal business track record. And to think that people don't see that uh, is not true. 
You want to build something that you're proud of or your actions documented your words. You said what you believed and you believe what you said. And yes, some people were sincerely wrong. But when you come to that conclusion, you have to stop and reevaluate and refocus and don't continue to make the same mistakes over and over and over. Uh, so you won't be shunned from the cool kids class. I want to thank uh, Jackie for your email, my friend. Uh, when I'm back in New York, I hope to see you again. Uh, Mike Hamilton, again, thank you so much for your kind words. Even though they weren't sent to me directly, I got them. Or maybe they were, but, I, I, but people were sending it to me. And read.com movement. Uh, and if you don't know about that, there's a webinar I hope you'll check out. Uh, TakeBackTheIndustry.com Thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate you. I hope you have a great week. Getting ready to watch Kentucky beat up on Missouri here at 9 o'clock tonight on ESPN. Uh, have an awesome day, night, wherever you are in the world. This is Dale Calvert, and I'll talk to you next week on another session of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the No Fluff MLM Leadership Training Podcast. To download the show notes for this episode, you can find them under the podcast section at www.mlmhelp.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, the teaching is in the words, but the learning is in the silence.